Growing out the pod with Kara Manuelli and Amanda Hunt. Hey, Furries. Thanks for tuning in to Growing Out the Pod. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara. And we just cheers our wine glasses. We did. We're drinking wine. We've done it once before. We've done it once before. In our lives. Like, I've only drank wine once before. This is the second time drinking wine. We're very excited to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Furries, I hope everybody is engaging in self-care because Taylor's version of Red comes out on Friday. (gasps) Ten-minute version of All Too Well. I got dumped last Friday, so I'm ready to. Oh my really... god, we're gonna feel this. We're gonna feel oh. the feels. You weren't you weren't dumped, dumped. I was I, first. I was ghosted, then I was dumped. Yeah, it, well, it, which is so I mean, scary. Were, yeah. A ghost came back from the dead to break. Which was really it off with a me. stupid, stupid. He was a dumb ghost. You know what? Here's the thing about ghosts. Just because they figured out how to survive death and haunt us on this plane doesn't make them smart. Okay. No. No. Um, but isn't that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about hair. We're here to talk about furries. We're here to talk about Taylor's a 10-minute version of All Too Well. I cannot wait. I'm going to fucking flip out. Like, I'm working on Friday, but I'm only going to be, like, half working, half listening to, you half know, like, it, Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My body will be at my work-from-home desk, but my mind will be lost in a in a drawer somewhere with a scarf from that very first week. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen Taylor live? No, is she good? Oh, I think she's one of the best ones. Like honestly, when he, she first came out, I was like, "Oh, she can't sing live," but like that's bullshit. I saw her, she sang. She sings amazingly. I think she's one of the most talented people we have. Wow, she can write. She writes her own shit, and she sings live, and she dances. Like this was back in I her reputation. Not reputation. It was uh, eighteen nineteen eighty nine mm. tour, um, which was great. I was like. I'm a Taylor fan because I wasn't really a Taylor fan until then. I I think I became a Taylor fan around 1989. Yeah, so I did that not was mine. appreciate Red when it came out, Mm-mm. but Folklore and Evermore really got me through the pan. Oh, very tough part of the yeah. pandemic. That song Betty brings yes. it for me. Um, I love her. I think she does something very smart, which is she writes her own songs. Those songs do not go above a C, above middle C. Mm-mm. And that's smart. She writes for her range, and her range is not huge. Like, I once tried to use a Taylor Swift song for an audition, and it was like, you can't You can't really do that show off. There's nothing, yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. Like, it's not even, it's only good for her to sing. Yeah, which they're her songs, her songs which, like, she good made, and she's smart with her voice, like. She goes. She's she's not uh, an Ariana Grande who is also very talented. She's no Alanis who has the range of like I don't like oh, Mariah. God. She's no Mariah Carey. No. Like there are people who do whistle tones, but I I do love her music. I love her music. I, I like her. T- I like how she sounds. I think she's good. I think she she. I watched the Miss Independent. Was it what did she did? Miss um, Miss Americana. Uh huh. On Netflix. Good? Oh, I loved it. I watched it in New York while I was there. Aww. Um, I actually made me fall in love with Taylor Moore. I've, I know that she was part of a producer on that, yeah, so they always uh, looked good on her side. But she wanted to really show the world, like, no, I, I wanted to say something when all this political shit happened. Like, I wanted to say something, and I wasn't allowed. Mm. So this kind of was her, like, this is how I feel. I am against everything going on. I don't like being suppressed because people, my label was worried and blah, 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 about my, my fans. But, like, pe- people stand with her forever. Like, no matter what. Yeah, that's, I mean... You know I love Trump, but I stand with Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> just kidding. Oh Freeze. my god. Freeze. Just kidding. No, just kidding. Is... Please, please, please don't keep be... listening. We're not a Trumpers. Please We're not. Please don't cut that into a soundbite. Here's what I. Here's what I will say. Trump was, of course, bad, and I don't like him. But I am a little underwhelmed with how things have gone. In the Biden era. Oh, we're so used to, like, getting sound bites and getting... No, but I mean, like, the kids are still in cages. People's student loans are coming back. Yep. Like, nothing... nothing ch- and we just got that trillion-dollar thing saying, but, like, still no maternity leave, still no child care, still no, you know... We do get the child tax, though, which we're, we're liking, which is we get a certain amount of money. It's, like, three grand, though. Like, three it's, grand is great. I wouldn't no. pick three grand out of bed, but, no, like... it's not that great, but... It's not... If you, it's a nice benefit. Because Democrats you, don't have a message. They don't know how, to, their messaging is bullshit. I think it's more that Democrats are being bought also. Yeah, they're being I bought. We, we know of two of them are being bought like 100%. We know they're. At least two are being bought. Like, at least two. But like, those are the ones that matter right now. Those are the ones that are out there saying it. Well, if all the other ones weren't being bought, couldn't they like publicly bully those two a little bit more? Like. True. Like. We're being real soft on these people who are on no, our I think side. No, I think we're like, soft on all of I think everyone is fucking soft. Yeah. And we're just not assholes. We have a little more, more of a moral compass. But, like, you can have a moral compass and actually say what you mean. Yeah. But I think what's weird about the Democrats is, like, the Republicans just say whatever the fuck they want because their followers are stupid. Democrats know we have a more educated following. People are, are more educated who are Democrats. So they have to be right with their work, with their, how they say things. But they don't say things correctly. And they don't tell everything. And they don't want to show all their cards because we're so fucking smart anyways. Like, I feel like... I think there's a little more nuance to it than that. Because I don't think Republicans are necessarily stupid. No, I no, think no. They, they want... Have stupid- People to, listen to them. I think they want to believe certain things that help them keep their money and keep help them like keep a status of white supremacy mm-hmm. in the world. And the Democrats, the like main party Democrats, are just slightly better. They still use white supremacy as of a tool. Course. Yep. They still like we could have passed a law to like make abortion like legal anytime. But they use it as like a, a, a like dangling every election. Yeah. Like if you don't vote for us, you could lose your abortion rights. And it's like, well, how about you guys just like fucking ratify that into a bill while you have the presidency, the House, and the Senate? Freaking dorks. Because they don't really have it all. Like this is meant like this fucking. I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but they don't pass laws that are really good for America in, in, anymore. It's mm-hmm. all about the corporate interest. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do with the people. They say they're for the people. They're fucking not. No one is. They will say that, and you'll be like, well, I'm on this team or that team. But it doesn't matter what team you're on because they're all fucking you over anyways. It's just like – it just is like I, – I, mean, I don't really, disagree at all. I do say, though, if we did not have Biden in the White House, none of us would have vaccines. It would be worse. I, I think, like, it was very good to elect Biden. Like, I think it's very good to have Trump out of office. Uh-huh. But I just feel like Biden ran on a false bill of goods, and, like, he needs to – He's supposed to be this like great diplomat who can get things done by being he's so an likeable. old school. But the thing is, he's so fucking old school. He's like, I can get anybody on my team because we used to do it in the old days, which they could. There was bipartisanship in the old days. Yeah, there is literally, literally no such thing. The if the Democrats come up with an idea, the Republicans are like, well, fuck, we can't have them make, we can't have them win because that's a win for them because it's yeah. a Trumpian kind of attitude. Is like, well, we can't have them win anything. Um, that's McConnell. It's all McConnell. It's McConnell. McConnell is the brain. McConnell. Trust. McConnell actually was beginning when when they didn't let them get a uh, Supreme Court justice. God damn it! All right. What's anyway, your, okay. So <laughs> now that we're mad, you're mad. We've spiked the mic. 
Um, God damn it. Kara, what's your hair story? <laughs> my hair story. What is my hair story today? Oh, it's uh, getting worse, the falling out of my hair. It is getting worse. My hair feels disgusting all the time. It's brittle. It's dry. Um, my acne's coming back because I'm drinking coffee again. Um, uh, it's just like my hormones are back. I had my period. It's just like, hey, girl, that mom world where you're bloated all the time, you're back to being bloated but a different bloated. And you're about to have bad skin but a different bad skin. You're about to lose all the hair and hair everywhere else. Like I'm finding random chest hairs like all the time now. So you're getting you're getting them. They're going away from your head and they're popping they're out popping of your They're popping out sternum. of like random parts of my chest. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" It's beautiful. It's not I mean, <laughs> I know it's my pl- my pl- my uh, plucking machine, my tweezers. Love it. <laughs> but god damn it. That's so frustrating. And I'm still breastfeeding so I can't get laser and I can't get my fucking facial that I want, which we're going to get at the end of the year. We're going to get at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We are. Okay. That's my story. It's not really hair, but it is hair. It's hair everywhere. Which hair is everywhere and just not, on, just not on my sides of my head. I mean, I'm sure can it see. feels bad. You can see there's like a little bit of spots in between. Like, I'm like. When your hair is like not freshly washed, which I don't think it is. I just washed it today. Okay. Well, I can. <laughs> Literally just washed Her it hair today. is in a ponytail and she's pulling it back as hard so you as can she smell can. This, you can smell the shampoo. It smells really good. Don't yeah. smell my hair. It's <laughs> It's honestly filthy. Do not smell it. Do not smell it. That's not my hair story. Okay. Um, What's your hair story? My hair story is, so remember a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I was like, did I make a mistake paying $50 for highlights? Oh, yeah. Ooh, boy furries. Oh, my God. I still haven't seen them. They're not in there. They didn't, (laughs) she didn't do any highlights. What she did, so I got there and I was like, so like, let's talk about these highlights. And she was like, we're doing your roots, right? And I was like, okay, burn on me. Do you not read the fine print? I, I I don't care. Like, I think it was like highlights unless you have gross, disgusting roots, and then we're doing your roots. So she did my roots. They look really good. Yeah, your roots do look great. Like, I'm I'm happy with the like the color. And honestly, folks, it was a three hour ordeal to yep. cover up roots with dark brown hair dye, which I can tell you does not take very long, and do like a pretty basic cut and blow dry like what she did was not anything revelatory and it took three hours and like that was frustrating in and of itself I've had this is not interesting and not the point of the podcast but like work has been really tough so like I'm working east coast hours I had to take three hours away from that what what I thought would be the end of my day but then I had to go back home and work for two more hours so it was like I was cranky boots about it but then ugh. So then we're heading to, and I'm not going to say who it was. She did a good job, but I'm not going to say because of this next thing. Um, But if you DM me and are like, who is it? I don't want to go to her. I will let you know. Um, She, so like we're rounding hour two and a half. I am like, get me out of this fucking chair. I'm so (laughs) cross. And she's talked the whole time while we're both wearing masks. She said some lightly anti-vax stuff. Like, that a bunch of people have died from the vaccine, which is, like, categorically untrue. A person she knows who was in their late 80s died shortly after getting the vaccine, which I would not necessarily attribute to the vaccine, especially considering someone in his life had just gotten COVID and gone to the hospital for having COVID. Um, But, oh, God, this is – we're turning this podcast so political, but it's going to get worse, so just pay attention. Uh, (laughs) So then we're talking. It's hour two and a half. I'm just, like, get me out of this – fucking chair she hasn't even cut my bangs yet 
Oh my god. It's so long. And then she goes, I'm going to go to Virginia. Um, do you have any recommendations? Because she knows from North Carolina. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. You're going to have a great time. And she goes, and the history. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> right? I was like, well, <laughs> the, the history is slavery. And she was like, that set her off. Mm. She's not from America. She was like... She's white, but not from America. So she feels like as an immigrant, she knows that nobody receives bad treatment. Everyone here is equal. Um, she's from a country where some things have gone down. Yeah. So I didn't, I, at first I was like, let me wait. Let me let me let her talk for a second. If I'm silent, maybe she'll stop. She surely did not stop. She kept talking and then was like, but don't you agree? Everyone here is treated equally. And I said, no, I don't agree with that. And so then we go back and forth, and then she says, well, I don't want anything crazy, like, defund the police. And I was like, actually, defund the police is not that crazy. Like, I, like, tried to engage with her. That's good. And she was like, okay, well, okay. And then she just kept ranting, and I was like, just let me go home. I would have been like, at that point, if she was, yeah. I don't know what I would have done, because you don't want her to fuck up your hair, but you're also like, I fucking think you're you're not a nice you're a horrible person. I mean, I don't know if she's horrible. I don't know what else she said, but to me, she's yeah. bare men's very ignorant and yeah. very proud of that. Even in the face of somebody who is paying her money, being like, uh, no, I don't really agree with that. Like, I feel like if you are like, okay, let's say that I'm waiting tables. Let me put myself in a situation that realistically has happened for me, and I'm waiting tables, and somebody says something like wild to me. I'm going to be like, oh, I don't really agree with that. And then I'm going to move on. I'm not going to engage with them. I'm yeah. not going to, like, do a whole big thing because they are the customer. And, like, I don't need to make their experience, like, super unpleasant. If a customer said something racist in front of me, I would maybe call them out on it. I would, like, correct them. But, like, she ranted for so fucking long. And I wanted to be like, shut up. Yeah. And, like, she waited until her... The coworker next to her was black, and as soon as she le- he oh, left, God. she like she didn't say anything bad about him, but she was just like, "You see, he and I were exactly the same." And it's just like, <sighs> "You are people. That's it. That's it. You're people, but you do not. You're not treated this like I don't know what she was saying. They're the same. Like that's not even that's she, not even a thing. Like, she like didn't want to have any white guilt and oh. was like, "It's the history. It's not anybody's fault." And it's like, sure, sure. but like we're still. We're living, still dealing with, We're I mean, still living in the repercussions of slavery, and, and it wasn't that long ago. And technically, it's the way our fucking prison... Anyway, I'm going to get really deep into it, but, like, yeah, we're still dealing with it. Our our police and our prison system is founded on slavery, yeah, and it continues, just, like, the, the, the oppression of slavery to this day. Yeah. So, it was just, like, I thought I was going for a nice, relaxing haircut, and I thought it would come out with, like, a couple of cute face-framing highlights, and instead I came out... <laughs> With, like, honestly very good roots and, like, pretty pissed off that I spent two and a half hours having to be polite and half an hour being literally fucking furious. Yeah. And then I had to go home and work. Oh, God. It was not... I obviously bought a plant on the way home. I was like, you have to buy a plant and a bottle of rosé. I I didn't buy the bottle of rosé because I had to go home and work. But, like, I was like, let me get a plant. Every time I'm sad, I'm getting a plant. you know what? Oh, and... This is, I'm sorry, Fergus. This is the longest not about hair hair story ever. <laughs> but hummingbirds have started coming to my balcony. <gasps> Did you get a hummingbird feeder? Um, well, I'm going to get, because mm. one of my hanging plants immediately died, thank you. And uh, 
<laughs> I think it's just like too much. I, it was too much sun, yeah. not enough water. And by the time I figured it out, I was like, Instead. it was too late. Yeah. So I'm going to get a couple of flower plants <gasps> to put out there to bring more hummingbirds. Because yes. one just came and just like hung out there for I a minute. Love hummingbirds. They're so pretty. My cats love to watch them. Oh, yeah. I love to watch them. It's a win for everybody. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to give them, I, I'm not going to get hummingbird feeder. Um, that's a, I just like I can barely feed myself. Apparently, right now. that's also not like if you don't change it the the, the liquid, the sugar water apparently can go wrong. Apparently, I've heard stuff uh, about that. Like it's a like it's a constant thing. So you can get them like drunk or something. I don't remember. Like I'm I don't know the whole thing about it, but I do know that there's like a cautionary tale about it. I know we need to have more. I think I got a hair in this. Oh, hey, perfect hair story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on to the finale of sheer. <laughs> So we're back in the salon, and it's Charlie, it's Dee, and it's Nicole, and we're in the salon for the last time. Uh, Dee is wearing a power scarf, and it's like really 2008. Yeah, it is blaringly 2008. It's never been more 2008. Or 2008. Okay. (laughs) Or 3008. Sorry, I'm quoting Fergie wrong. Um, hey Fergie, thank you for listening, and we're so sorry. Uh, <laughs> she, it's ne- like she's wearing a black short sleeve t shirt and then a bright orange scarf tied like a necktie. Mm-hmm. It's Avril Lavigne fucking wishes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So then Renee is standing there with Jacqueline, and he says hi hi right away just to start it off. It was like hey bub, hey hey. Ugh, when I'm sad, I think hi hi, and then I think. He's so handsome. I love him. Um, and Charlie won last week's elimination challenge, and he's on the Allure Wall of Fame, and, like, only Charlie claps. <laughs> Jack is like, Charlie, you congratulations on your win last week. And Charlie's like, yay! And Nicole and Dee just stand there, and so do Jacqueline and, and Renee. It's like, uh-huh. He's, like, throwing his own party. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough to see, honestly. Um... Oh, also, did you notice Renee's very soft-looking sweater? Mm-hmm. I wanted to roll in it. Oh, I wanted to hug him. I in just it. wanted to be in the sweater because you know it's like hard abs underneath a soft. Sweater. Oh, there is like it's probably not comfortable actually laying on him, but like no, I'm sure him. it's fine. Let's not, <laughs> Renee. If you'd like to come on the podcast, partner with us for laying on you in a platonic <laughs> way, a non-menacing way, in a very consensual way, in a well. consensual way. Thank you. <laughs> We'd love to partner. <laughs> so today, instead of having a shortcut challenge, they're each going to sit down with the Linda Wells, editor-in-chief of Allure magazine. Ever freaking heard of it? No, what is it? Kara, it's one of the premier fashion magazines in the entire, entire United States. Wow. You've heard of Vogue, but people don't talk about Allure because it's too fancy. Allure, lure, let your body move to the music. Ha, 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 allure. Come on, Allure. Allure. <laughs> That's the original song, but people are afraid. People were like, that's not the dance move. That's not, yeah, they were like, well, there was actually a Vogue dance, and it, it was very complicated. Yeah, it was great. Madonna had to fight. Yep. Um, so Charlie says he's always dreamed of having access to someone at that level of fashion. And, like, I, I have a question, but I'm going to save it. Uh, so Nicole sits down first, and Linda Wells tells her her strength is the precision haircut. Mm-hmm. And Nicole says Bob's are her fave because she's a perfectionist. Nicole says her weakness is styling hair, and Linda is like, mm-hmm. And that's, like, the weirdest thing. Like, you're a – I guess you don't – do you call yourself a hair cutter? Or 
a hair because a hairdresser is a stylist, right? Or I guess they're different. She would call her. I mean, I think like what she's saying because she's definitely a stylist. Like yeah. I think they'd be like, "Oh, our stylist Nicole," but like I think it's like she's good at cutting hair and she's good at like blowing out hair. But what she's not good at is like an updo, which we know who's. <laughs> does them all the time. Like, she, she, remember that up dude where she was like, she doesn't have enough hair. Yeah. And it was like, she looked so stupid. It she looked, had like these four weird little flat braids. Oh my God, it looked like she was like, just a, a little girl that like poured a bucket of water was poured on top of her head and just like sad little potatoes. She looked like a doll. Like, she looked like Cynthia from Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> you know Angelica's doll where like half the hair is yep. ripped out? That is what this poor model looked like. And Nicole's like, well, she doesn't have enough hair. And it's like, these models can hear you. It's so mean. Imagine if you were sitting there on this fucking show where you know you're making like 50 bucks for like 10 hours of work and they are like, well, her hair is a fucking nightmare. It's She's just, she's ugly. Like, she's fucking ugly. Why did you give me this model? Her <laughs> body is lumpy in all the wrong ways. <laughs> oh, like, it just like, I, it just, it's, it's brutal. So like, um, like, Linda gives her advice that I don't think is actually very nice but it is good it's good advice but it's like mean advice where she says like look at styles in a magazine and then work on trying to duplicate them oh my god that sounds like somebody like bought a, a, a lesson on like an online course yeah and like that's what it is that's or, like day one of of improv at ucb where they're like if you're scared just pretend you're an improviser you like and improvise like them ugh UCB RIP, um, <laughs> or I guess BIH, burn in hell. I don't know. Comp- I have a complicated relationship there. Um, Charlie is next, and he says his strengths are fashion and polish. Um, and Charlie did wear flowers on almost every one of his outfits because he wanted to be like Carrie Bradshaw. And I don't feel like we talked about that. I don't think I. Re- I didn't think I clocked that. He said it once, and then I just kind of kept noticing it, but I like couldn't engage with it. You know. Wow, I, I guess I never really, I never clocked it. You couldn't. Your mom, you've got too much going on. And I watch the show and I'm, I'm breastfeeding and I'm. You're busy, you've got a I'm lot. scheduling you know? and I'm like, uh-huh, but I do watch it. I do watch it. I just don't have time for Charlie's flowers. I don't care about Charlie's flowers. You know what? By the time we get to season three, I guess next week, um, <laughs> you, you'll have so much more time. Oh, yeah. Your it's, daughter's growing every day. She is. She's practically in college. I know, don't do don't say that. Oh. Hyperbolically. Yes. No, no. She's she's elevated to the next level. So she yeah, she's she's leveling up. Mm-hmm. Uh so Charlie's strength is fashion and he says he has his chip on his shoulder and loses patience with challenges he's not interested in, which is like the most cop out bullshit like answer of a weakness. Like it's like grow up. This is the job. This is a jo- this is a show you signed up for. Like Charlie, that's the most white male answer. Of course. He doesn't have to. Ch- I don't want to have to think or try. I'm fucking white and I can get what I want. If I'm not engaged with something, I don't engage with it. Yeah. Guess what? I'm never engaged with fucking anything except this podcast and my furries. <laughs> Our furries. Uh, so then Linda's like, great, so you know what's wrong with you. And then she like, reminds him, like, oh, yeah, you did a really bad job during the dog styling challenge because you didn't like it. <laughs> I love Linda. She's mean. Yeah, that was the perfect thing to say to him. He's like, you're right, uh-huh. <laughs> And then Dee comes in and she's like, I thought that they, so immediately they start with like, oh, Dee's weakness. Linda's like, mm, so variety, that's kind of your weakness, huh? And do you think you have that? And Dee's like, I'm good at cutting and dyeing hair. I do like, I'm good at like edgy, 
I'm good at like that stuff. And it's like, Dee loves to bleach and dye and hair dye and then red. cut it and dye it red and cut it like jagged. And I bet that like a week in, the ends on all of her haircuts feel like straw. I, of course, because it's all bleached and like she has that, you know, signature look that it looks like just, it looks great when it's styled, but when you don't style it, I can't imagine what it looks like. I've never been able to replicate a stylist's blowout of mm-hmm. my hair. Not once never, in my life. Never in my life. Never in my life. Mm-mm. I let that thing go for a week and a half, maybe two. Why do you think my hair is filthy now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this weird racist lady's hairdo <laughs> in, but like it's time for me to change it up because it's it's becoming an issue. It's only been five days. Yeah, you're race, fine. But it's time. I did wash the bangs and now they look strange. Um... <laughs> So then we're back and Renee is like unchanged but somehow more handsome. Like he's the saving grace. I'm I'm telling you. He uh, is I it's so funny how I've changed from like the first season to like now I'm like thank you. We love And he care Renee. but you can see that he cares now that he's not so worried about his image anymore. I know that he cared then, but I feel like he didn't know how he fit into the show in the beginning. I think they, I think he was given guidance to be like tougher last season, also not to be unkind. But, like, I think last season the stylists were more of his peers. Yeah. And this season, I would say that. Also, imagine, like, I'd love to watch Queer Eye Denmark. Because, like, if Renee is one of an ensemble, oh, my God, what must these other gorgeous, charming men be like? He's so lovely. So then, like, Renee is like, here's the challenge. You are going to tell the story of a woman through her life at the ages of 18 30, 45, and 60. You will have three hours for all four clients. And they choose and you're gonna choose the client's wardrobe tomorrow, which like that part, I we'll talk about it. No, nothing has ever been a bigger filler in television history than the, watching them choose those clothes. Yeah. I kind of zoned out again. I was like, uh, this is not having what's what's hairy about this? Those clothes were the most bland ass boring. They weren't like there wasn't like a a, a stylist or wasn't uh, sorry a fashion designer it wasn't like a line like the last yeah, season. It was yes. just like here's from Target. Okay, this closes brown. This closes gray. <laughs> this closes red. Like there really wasn't like was it would have no- been cool for it to be like three different cohesive looks. Partner with Stacy London. Like yeah. get somebody in there who can create a look because these were just sort of like fine dresses that fit. 12 very thin women, yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it was fine. We didn't need to see them choose it. Um, so then Renee says they'll need inspiration tonight, so everybody go choose a scissor box. And this, oh, I loved this. They opened the scissor box, and they had, each of them had a little serial killer style lock of hair. <gasps> yeah. So everybody knew, like, uh, let's see, Charlie got blonde, Dee got red and Nicole got brown hair, which kind of all works out in the like that's kind of their style, anyways. Like, yeah, like red, of course, is gonna go to Dee. Thank God, I otherwise, mean, it, she either red was gonna go to Dee or Dee was gonna go to red. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so then Renee's like, Do you want to meet your clients? And they're like, Oh, god, yes. And he's like, Great, you will tomorrow. <laughs> Ha ha ha, this is funny. <laughs> this is bravo uh, suspensia. Honestly, I laughed out loud. Like, I was like, Renee, you are bad. Like, I Renee turns me into 
Um, you know, on Arrested Development, when Lucille Bluth sees Jean Parmesan, yes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me watching Renee. <laughs> like, I'm like, Renee, you're so bad. <laughs> I was dying. Almost. I was love it. cracking up. So happy. Oh, God. So then we go back to the house and I thought there would be drama, but instead everybody is just like writing down their ideas. And I was yeah. like, once again, we didn't need to see this. No, it's like they're drinking and they're sketching, and then I and Charlie's like, "I just want to be famous." Okay, that was that's what I wanted to talk about. So Charlie says he's worked in the industry for twenty years. He How loves old his job. is he? If he started at eighteen, he might be thirty-eight, which like makes sense. Except that this show is like, if you're a forty-year-old woman, you're a thousand. <laughs> so I, it's complicated. I, I don't know how old he is, but. Is that a common thing for hairstylists to be like, I, I just want to be famous? No, that seems like it's out of the realm of what, like, hair, I mean, I don't know any famous hairdressers at this point in my life still. I don't know anybody famous besides Sally Hirschberger, Jose Bear. Only because Kimbo. I watched, only because I watched the show. Ken Paves, I knew on my but own. I, but they don't have their own show. Like, what's, what, what fame does oh, he Oh, and of course, creating? Jonathan Anton. Oh, Jim. But like. It seems like getting into the industry of hairstyling to be famous is like getting into the industry of like stage managing to be famous. You know, like yes. it's like a really important job and like the people who are famous literally could not do it without you, but you are in a supporting role. Yeah. Like it's like getting into like being an administrative assistant so you can like make a change you know like it's like you're supporting you're the person supporting, who's making you're a change exactly. and that's great but like I, it just it was such a mental disconnect for me because this is before instagram this is like way before any any like uh, uh, like social media yeah, there, fame. and that's what i mean if nowadays that makes sense you'd want to be famous on instagram because then you get clients and blah blah, blah. but like i still don't how do you become famous back then when like when this show is one season old, he's like, no. well, now I need that fame. And it's I like, need you to be wanted, famous. You wanted to be Tabitha, babe, and you never will be Tabitha. None of us can be. She's lived years longer than any of us ever will. Um. So then Dee says she wants to win so she can give half the money to her mom, which was really nice. That was the sweetest. Especially because we've met Dee's mom and we know she's such a lovely woman. Um. And Nicole wants to win the money to save it and take her parents on a cruise, which is like... A little less lofty, but good. And then Kara's trying to find Charlie online, and she just found, like, truly the hottest, <laughs> hottest hot man who is black with hair. The diametrical opposite of Charlie. Not, not that Charlie's not hot, but, like, this man was, like, um, was like Mario Lopez. Yeah, no, hot. he was very, very hot. Like, I was going to find his real name. Um, so then Charlie said he would pay off his bills and give his boyfriend the nose job he wants so his boyfriend could feel like a star. <sighs> I'm drinking my wine. I just, like, that is so 2008. It's so 2008. I guess it's like Paris and Nicole must have, like, recently burst onto the scene. It, and yeah. Then, oh, also, are you up to speed on Drag Race Canada? Did you see the Snatch Game? Yes, I did. So, Rachel Zoe also. Yes. Mm -hmm. lending credence to being a famous stylist, a famous person who does the, yep. the famous people's looks. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. I thought, uh, I, I, I just was like taken aback by that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, there oh. he is. <laughs> that is surely not him. But I bet that that website that comes up at the top, he's one of the most recognizable faces in the North American salon industry. He's definitely not. Um, oh. Okay, so we're on his website, and that is Fun Hair. Oh, oh yeah, that's him. He's aged really well. Okay, and Kara, I'm sorry, but did you see the first picture of yep. him with that giant the flower? flower. Mm-hmm. Carrie Bradshaw style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, wow. and then he's, he's wearing a top. fedora, and then he's wearing one of those um, Kangol hats. Oh, and another Kangol hat. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Uh, it's a model. That's because of Instagram. That's all I really care about. Because <laughs> we're in Yes, this. Instagram. Didn't you see there was the little um, go back to where you were? See? Oh, there it is. It's just on the side. Um, So now we're going to see his freaking Instagram. Okay. Very bold to have such a close-up. He's got 101,000 followers. Wow. Okay. All right. Fine. He is one of the most recognizable. God damn it. Okay. And Instagram won't let us click on the thing because we can't log into Instagram from this computer. But he looks very old there. I don't think that's him. It is. Wow. I don't think that's him. It is. Kara's so mad. She's like, how fucking dare you con- contradict me on this podcast? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we're just going to log right. Brian's. Sorry, Brian. We're on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so we have logged into Kara's husband's Instagram in order to look at Charlie Price's Instagram. And we don't. <laughs> and now we're, now we're doing more. Save the phone. I don't know what this means. Uh, okay, great. Save uh-huh. the- oh, my God. There's so much. It's, you ah! thought you were just going to put Okay, there we go. I'm just <laughs> Okay, there we go. Okay, this was a huge breach of trust in their marriage. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. I don't think that's that, him. That is him. That's him. That's him. That's him. So what we're looking at here is a man who has lost... A lot of weight since Sheer Genius, who was a fairly thin man to begin with. See? And he is wearing a sheer shirt on the red carpet. So good for him. Yeah. I root for him. I hope his boyfriend got that nose job he wanted. It is him. You're right. You're right. I stand corrected, but I'm shocked. Again, he had been in the industry 20 years in 2008. And we all know how long ago 2008 was, and none of us need to do that math. (laughs) Kara and I, barely born. Mm -hmm. Um... We're drinking this wine illegally. Mm-hmm. I'm barely 21. Barely. Um, barely. Yeah, that's him. Look at him. Wow. He's aged really well, but I'm just, I'm like surprised because I didn't realize he was. He looks younger on the show than what he yeah. probably came off as. I would yeah. assume that he was like 27 on the show. Yeah. And now he's like more of a silver fox. Mm-hmm. He looks now Even though he's never had like, hair and he does not have hair, but he does have a silver fox um, beard. Beard and like side hair kind yeah. of. Right now, like on the show, he was like a little gingy cue ball, and now he's kind of like got sexy Patrick Stewart with a beard energy. Yes, it's wild. He looks great. Yeah, it's just is like such a transformation. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we hope he got that nose job for his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we're back in the salon after yeah. them being at the house and being like, "My hopes and dreams are this. My hopes and dreams are a nose job for my boyfriend." Um. <laughs> and Renee is the only man alive I want to see wearing black a black shirt and brown pants <laughs> literally <laughs> offensive and disgusting on anyone else on Renee I was like hi hi you're looking great hi hi I mean he's the stylist oh he's a hairstylist on Queer Eye yes he's not the clothes stylist on no. Queer Eye and that I think we could tell from this black shirt brown pants combo yeah. yeah but still he's looking great it's fine no if if there's another man out there listening to this don't don't think you can just be doing that um, right. So <laughs> then uh, 
we meet the clients. And I thought that they would be related or somehow have a relationship, and that was incorrect. <laughs> it's just four random just women random of people. ages. <laughs> like, just fucking random. It was very unsatisfying in that way, considering like how carefully produced the show has been. What are we doing? You know, you think that they would be like, okay, so let's get a family. Let's get, if they've read, I mean, but also like it's hard to get like a redhead family that's like the old, the six year old has red hair. Usually dyed. Dyed, dyed the hair. hair. I mean, that. <laughs> and it's interesting that. Six years young, Kara. It, it, no, it is. And that's what I'm But like, that woman's hair was not. That real. woman's hair had been dyed as well. Yes, all of them have. All of them have. Like, if you're in your 60s and you've got red hair, or even if you're not in your 60s and you have dark brown hair, you've got gray roots. And that's just great. Mm -hmm. And so you might think you're getting highlights, but actually you are a fucking dumbass. You will be getting just your roots colored. Um, (laughs) By a woman who is, like, light Q. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) These random women who just are the ages that they were assigned. So then they, like have to make an actual story and I gotta say just because you're an incredible stylist does not make you a writer god this was the most this was very painful for me I'm like okay so you have an 18 year old and then what's what is the journey of this 18 year old to end up to the 60 year old what's your hair journey and like think of a storyline it's like what the fuck like this is such a weird it's not fashion it's like a hair and I just was like, this is, they're really pulling at strings, bravo. They're I also really was like, let's not make these people who are creative in one way just be generically creative because Lord, like, wouldn't it have been more interesting instead of having a lock of hair for them to each have like an occupation? Yes. And then they go in a, in a, in a colored marker. Yeah. Be like, you're red hair and this is a businesswoman. Yeah. You're red hair, this is a singer. Whatever. Like, something. Like, chronologically, like, what does it look like to be a teacher yeah. from a stylist teacher? Like, yep. you don't, you know, she doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be like, well, teachers are boring. A lot of teachers have fabulous style. Yep. Um, what's it like to be a stylist teacher who's like 18 <laughs> and then 30 and then 45? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do they, they give them the idea because yes. what we got, you'll find out, is just Lord literally like, what the fuck am I following right now? I don't understand. So Dee was like, my story is about a young natural redhead who has a passion for music. She moves to New York at 18. She has her break at 30, which like, fuck you, bitch. That's really young. Uh, <laughs> at 45, she's had two divorces and three children. Come on, Dee. Um... And at 60, she is her grandmother, but you have to call her Mama Red because she doesn't want to be called Grandma. Right, right, right. No. And it's like, that's, okay. Uh, Charlie's story is the most insane given what his it hair makes, actually looked like. I didn't, yeah. That that story Ooh. was like, you're just fucking just saying whatever you want. And then the hair, okay, go, yeah, tell the story. So Charlie was like, my girl is a child star who at 18 wants to be taken seriously at 30 wins an oscar at 45 appears in a hitchcock style movie at 60 she decides to direct and if you were going to choose that wouldn't you choose like a more interesting arc so like let's say at third at 18 she wants to be taken seriously at 30 her career has taken a big dip what does her hair look like at 45 she comes back and she's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Like, give her... Give her, like, an arc. Give her, give her like, an actual, like, what happens in life. Yes, something interesting. And so then Nicole's woman... So Nicole's like, well, my woman doesn't want to be a rock star or a movie star. And it's like, all right, Nicole, cool it. Um, she's just an average woman who grew up with uh, not a lot of money, but she was very popular. She didn't go to college. 
At 30, she didn't have money but has a family. At 45, she has money and success. We never get any insight what into how do? that happens. Yeah, what does she do? Yeah. Um, at 60, she has grandkids and she's proud of herself. And I wrote, is Nicole 12? And later I felt mean for that because we found out the, the woman is based on her mom. Yeah. Which was sweet, but. It was sweet, but like, but it that's not her mom's story. Like, that might be like high level her mom's story, but like give these women interesting layers. And I, yeah, I just, yeah. In every sense of the word, it's a hair podcast. The writers from Bravo should have been like, we're going to take, each one should take it in one of them and be like, this is going to be your story. Just do this. Because you, this is so fucking boring. And there is no story here. There's no story. It was just like, and then I want to do a random hairstyle that's like this. And then I want to do a random hairstyle that's like this. Like, these stories were boring. So fucking boring. And considering how heavily produced the whole show was, it's like, wh- why can't we heavily produce at least this storyline? Yeah. So then, um... The first stylists have to pick out the clothing and they have to like make it work for their clients. And they almost did trademark infringement when Renee said make it work. <gasps> oh, yeah. Cause was that going on at the time? Uh-huh. It's still going on now. It's still going on now. And you'll notice sheer genius no longer still going on. And that's tough. Oh. Um, sad. Sad. We're about to hit the last season of sheer genius. So um, then Nicole is like freaking out internally but she gives all the ladies clothes and like these clothes are nothing like they i literally looks like yeah go ahead like nicole's clothes look like white house black market mm-hmm. charlie's clothes look like also white house black market yep. and then d's clothes look like ann taylor <laughs> yes like those are the kinds of clothes we're looking but at we d- and they and, and it's they're not like extravagant though they're like literally just a dress. A dress. A shirt. Uh, an outfit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And they have to justify why they chose that later. And it's like, I chose this because it was, like, on the rack and it was with all the other gray things. Yeah. I was, I was like, this, we didn't need to see this. We've never seen them pick out the clothes. Sometimes we'll see them get the clothes and then have to style around the clothes, which also would have been more interesting. Yeah. Here are your four, here are the four outfits that your ladies have. Write a story that conforms to these four outfits and then give these ladies hairstyles. I think that was just such poor writing. Yeah. It was just like, these aren't even interesting. They're not like, if they're like costumey, that might be a little more interesting. They're just fucking like what you'd find on the rack at Ross. Like there's nothing, there's nothing extravagant about this. And Ross, we would... Oh, I partner. fucking love oh, Ross. Oh, God. Ross, we die. I will, I wear Ross all the time. Okay. And I, now that I'm on the West Coast, I will be wearing Ross all the time, mm-hmm. nearly constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like, we just didn't need to see them pick it out. I know we spent more time talking about it than they showed it on the show, but I was so annoyed by that whole thing. Um, then Charlie says that he's going to hug his uh, his models in the dressing room because once we get in the salon, it's going to be serious. I'm going to be a dick. Which, it's like, Charlie, you're kind of always a dick. Um, but I we we think he's undercover nice. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do think he's trickstery nice. I think he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. So he's doing a secret. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then Renee notices that Dee's making her clients more red. And Dee's client won't let her cut two inches. Dee's, like, fighting with one client. She tries to leave the woman in her 60s, like, out of getting her hair touched up. And it's, like, just, like, this show is a little ageist. To be honest, I thought this was the dumbest challenge to do for the finals. Like, you're going to give them three hours to do four people's looks with color and cut. 
That's not fair. Actually, that's not fair. Especially if they're trying to show the talent. No hairstylist is going to be like, oh, I only have two hours to cut you. Um, I'm going to give you a shit job because I, 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 at two hours I have to fucking go. I'm going to jump off a cliff if I don't. Like, I thought that was horrible. And, it, and, those, and I felt so bad for those the clients because they were like, oh, I'm going to be on this show. I'm oh, going to get fuck. a nice hair makeover. I ha- they're rushing and it's like, this isn't. This isn't nice. Like, it's not... I thought it was, like, very... A sh- that could have been, like, a shortcut challenge. But also, then that sucks for the client. Like, I just... Yeah. I thought that for a finale episode, I thought that was kind of dumb. It would have been cool to be wowed. I wonder... Yeah, I wasn't wowed. No. And it's like, it's like um the clothes show that, that they were... Make it work. What's it called? Uh, Project, Project Runway. Runway. They have a whole, like, six months to prepare their ending. Yeah. Or whatever. And... That is more interesting to the viewer than, like, you have three hours to do four people and don't fuck it up. Like, to me, that's, like, ugh. Yeah, like, let's, let's let, let us it see go. Let's see stunning. them do things. Let's see how they actually work because that's not how people actually work. Like, that's why last year's photo challenge was so good mm-hmm. because we got to see three very talented stylists who would actually be styling for a um, magazine Yeah, do it. It was really neat. Yeah. This was, I agree with you. You're right. I'm always right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, gosh. I just lost my place in my notes. Um, so Nicole's already complaining about her client. And I will say, like, as a general rule, if you're a stylist, don't complain about your client. If you're a comic, don't complain about your audience. Like, your job is to come in there and improve things. So yeah. don't come in pointing fingers. Yeah. it's I, I don't like to see that. You know, and Piper doesn't like to see it Mm-mm, either. I don't know if you guys upset. can hear Kira's baby crying, but she's just thinking she's about the very, idea of somebody very upset. Like blaming a client for their hair. Yeah. It's fucked up. No one should have to think about that. Um, so then Charlie's cutting hair off the sides and the back of one of his clients, and I was like, yikes, I think this is going to be ugly. Yeah, I was it very nervous. really rough. Um, so then we're 90 minutes away from the end, and Dee hasn't even started on the 60-year-old. And she's, like, not doing her roots, and it's like, oh, Dee, you gotta do those roots um so then renee comes over he keeps being nervous about nicole nicole said that like her 30 year old has half curly half straight over processed hair nicole loves to be like well look at this hair yeah which i liked her i like her still but like it's it's so like well yes you're i mean that's people do they overdo their hair that they're trying to find a deal. Maybe. Yeah, it's your job to fix it. I also will say Nicole is 24, and I bet she's not like that anymore. No, I bet she's not like that at all. Um, Like, I feel like when I was 24, I was like, the world is against me. Mm-hmm. And now I know that the world doesn't really care that much about right, me either right. way. Yep. <laughs> it's not against me. You just have to figure out how to get along. Um, So then Renee comes over to Dee and is like, um, your client's roots look like shit. And she was like, Dee was like, Fuck it, I'll do these fucking roots. And I <laughs> yeah, was Yeah, she like, like freaked out. She was she was stressed. And like I was stressed. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, none of them are gonna be finished. Charlie says that he's gonna kill himself if she hears the, if he hears that anyone looks too matronly, which I did think was funny. <laughs> Dia's 15 minutes, none of her hair is dry. Like it was just like it was stressful to watch. Yeah. It really was. It was really stressful. We barely survived watching it. I couldn't. 
No. I died. Kara had to pause it. I paused it a couple times. She was, while Amanda was doing yoga. So I got here and Kara was like, I forgot to watch the end. And I was like, okay, that's okay. It was I really forgot. It's just like, didn't have time. Yes. You <laughs> didn't have time. And I was like, great. I didn't have time to finish my yoga class. So I'm going to go in the next room and finish that while you finish this. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Ugh. And that's, folks, how you have it all. Um, so... Then it's time for the hair show. So we just go from that like insanely stressful time into the hair show. Yeah, it was so and switch. It was and fast. Switch. It was fast. So then um we we see like Jacqueline. Oh. She looked gorgeous. Go, 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 go. Yeah, spoiler. Jacqueline looked gorgeous. What a change. Her hair was curly. It was kind great. Of. It was oh. beautiful gold. Yeah. It just she's so stunning. Beautiful gold. Um she's amazing so it's Jacqueline it's Kim Vo it's Linda Wells and I did miss Kelly Adderton it was like halfway through they were like bye Kelly Adderton yeah yeah they're like you're enough yeah which sucks I thought she was like kind of mean in a good way yeah um and the final guest judge this judge was styled was Nicole Kidman (laughs) and Brad Pitt among other stars including Meg fucking Ryan ever heard of her and it's Sally Hirschberger we were like oh (sighs) I missed her. I and didn't realize how much I missed well, her. Well, she has the same haircut. Same. What's well, her signature look? It's her signature look, which she doesn't look like that anymore. We've, we, we, we. She, she looks so different now. She looks like like a. She looks like a like a bachelor contestant yeah, now. She's long gorgeous. And that's like twenty years ago. Um. Yeah. It's. I don't know what she's doing, but I want to do it too. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Whatever she's doing, please, Sally. Please, we'd love to partner. Please. But like, she like. It's funny because you would think it would have been cool for her to be on this season because she and d have like a similar style yeah the little weird crispy the back. yeah like they love a, they love a shaggy short haircut and they mm-hmm. love a strong highlight yeah and it would have been interesting to see how that played out but we don't get to see that um so that's another dream destroyed for us so <laughs> the first the first person to that we see is d uh and her 18 year old started with like layered side parted hair and now she has this like shaggy huge fucking shock red hair and she's put black streaks in it and like you know it has that little floof in the back oh it does you see it you see a little bit like oh did is that burnt off or was that cut that is what it looks like it looks like your hair got over processed yeah and it broke off at the back yeah it really does it really does but like in a really even way yeah yeah it yes so interesting um like as someone with naturally curly hair, if somebody did that to my hair, I would be genuinely upset. I, yeah. I mean, first of all, yes, she straightened it and styled it. But, like, what do you do with those that back a little bit? Like, it's always going to stick up like – it's always going to stick up like alfalfa. Yeah. Like, it's going to end up being an alfalfa. And the first day that humidity breathes a oh, little breath into no. your life, you are going to look so silly. It's not good. So then the 30-year-old has long, bright red hair parted to the side. And then it goes into, like, a curly, more auburn hair. And I – fucking loved it it was good it was pretty it was really pretty it was really different for d and it was different from how the client came in yes it, cha- it changed a yeah lot. Mm-hmm. i was really impressed because i was like okay d does have variety so she took what linda wells said to heart um then at 45 then she has like yeah i don't know she had like normal hair before <laughs> and then like she has like sleek auburn 
straight hair with like straight across. I thought it was really pretty. It looked fucking awesome. I could see you rocking that. Not that you're that old. Thank you. But I could see you looking like sleek with the bag. Like it was pretty. It was really good. And what I liked about what Dee did is like 45 isn't that old. And Dee made her just look like a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. You know, like she looked like a woman who handled her fucking business. Yeah. But she didn't look like Oh, I'm 45. My life is over. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> and then her 60-year-old, she started with this, like, fun curly mop. And then Dee just, like, shaped it up and gave her some, like, low lights in her red hair. And she looked incredible. She looked really good. She looked so happy. She was so, she was so happy, happy about it. I was so yeah. glad she got her roots done. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. To disappoint that woman, that would have haunted Dee. Oh, Yeah. Like, yeah. some things are bigger than winning. Um, so then Charlie. Oh, no. I did not understand the storyline. It makes sense. The hair didn't match the storyline. It was just like it's just like throwing shit in. Like, this is my 18-year-old. She's a movie star. But, like, she's in a 1940s movie, which never was in the storyline to begin with. Like, Charlie, the backbending that Charlie did oh to make these God. four updos fit his fucking story because he was like, well, Scarlett Johansson, you know, she dresses old-timey. And it's like, yeah, but Scarlett Johansson is, like, extremely famous. And, like, in your story, these girls are famous. But in real life, they're not famous. And, like, they Unless you said, this is Scarlett Johansson, that would be a different situation. I would be like, oh, yeah. But, like, you're like, she's a movie star. And then, like, during the, the hair show, you're like... Oh, well, uh, she's in a movie in the 1940s. So, like, when the fuck did that happen? Like, why is that all of a sudden a thing? Yeah. Also, I'm sorry to be a downer, but no child star from the 30s survived to her 60s um, because they were being pumped full of, like, all kinds yeah. of shit. Like, yeah. this, is not a, this is not a realistic story. So, like, this first girl, she comes out with, like, two, like, deconstructed French twists, kind of, like, one on the top of her head, one on the back. It was a little Gwen Stefani. Mm -hmm. She's what he said. Yeah. He was like, it is Gwen Stefani. And it's like, I guess, but, like, her outfit wasn't... <sighs> no, it didn't match. Did not match. It was just a hairstyle on, like, a shirt. So then the next person had, like, had, like, kind of an old Hollywood bob with, like, finger waves. And Charlie's like, this is my signature hairstyle. And it's like, what are you talking about? I thought it looked like someone woke up and just was like, oh, I forgot to comb. I just brushed oh, out my Oh, let purse. me brush my hair after putting it on. Yep. Yep. I also didn't think she looked happy at all. No. She looked upset. No, she was not happy at all. Um. Then this 45-year-old, I, um, I got up. I had to get up and walk around my couch. I was so mad. She had this, like, before she came in with, like, shoulder-length blonde hair, and it was, like, cute, and he lightened it and pulled it back into the most severe French twist, and it would have been appropriate for the 60-year-old. It, it, it aged, aged her, her so, so much. much. All of their hairstyles aged them. Yes. Yeah. It was like, it's a beehive. It's like the 1950s. Like, it looks like a fucking beehive. She looked like the mother of the bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. It was a, it was a real fucking bummer. Um, and the 60-year-old actually did look incredible. That was the haircut I actually really yes, liked. Yes, no, her short, her short little... The one where when he was doing it in the salon, he was shaving the sides, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is trash. It actually ended up looking so cute. Yeah. Because it was, like, sh short on the sides and then, like, sleeked over. Um, so it was, like, a side parted, and the top was long. I'm not doing a very good job of It's kind of like a... It's, a, it's like a really elevated bowl cut. It's like a page boy, like Mia yes. Farrow in Rosemary's Baby, but yes. a lot edgier. Weird, yeah. 
and like with thicker hair, I mm-hmm. think it was really chic. I yeah. really liked it. Um, so then Nicole with her story, the first girl has like uh, this. I was like, okay, her eighteen year old has like this long dark hair, um, and she gave her like extensions, and then she had bangs. I'm doing air finger quotes. Yeah, they're not bangs because it was just like one layer right next to her cheek. It looked like she was growing out her bangs. Yeah, it didn't. It looked like mine right now. No way. Yours are like fitted into the layers of your hair. This was like if all your hair was one very long length, and then you had just like a hard, yeah. which is how I used to cut my own bangs. When I was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a swoop, so I won't cut them all the way short. If she had side parted it, it would have been better. Yeah, but it was parted down the middle. Yeah. it just looked like she was growing out her bangs. Yeah, and it's like, shouldn't this be the haircut that she's not growing anything out? Yeah. So, not impressed. Um, But then the 30-year-old had, like, cute dark brown hair, kind of, like, curled. She looked like a movie star from the early 90s. Like, she kind of looked like, in you know in Twister, um, Bill Pullman's girlfriend? Or Bill, fuck, not Bill Pullman. Paxton. Thank you, Bill Paxton's girlfriend, who then is like, I'm out of here. You two storm chasers are meant for each other. She kind of had that hair, and it was really cute. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was was good. We, you know, we have to stand. And I stand that woman. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you get into something, and you're like, oh, this guy loves tornadoes, and he, like, wants to fuck his ex-wife. I got to get out of (laughs) here. And you just get out. Just get out. Um, Different movie. I would like to see a movie with her just being like, I'm kind of like trying to date an accountant. Like, let's let her... (laughs) Let's see her in a rom-com. I want to yes. like, oh, my ex, just tell me you don't chase tornadoes. <laughs> and then they do, and you're like, oh, fuck, different movie. She's She eventually falls in love with somebody who chases tornadoes. Yeah, and that's just inevitable. That was part of her fate. She it's is a woman chart. with her feet on the ground. She needs a man with his head in the clouds. Ooh, tagline. Okay, all right, please hire me to write this movie. Um, <laughs> please. My job is running out. Um, so then, 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 Nicole's 45-year-old looked so cute. I thought, oh, with her short hair with, like, a little bit of blonde in it. Yeah, she had, like, cute. a little blonde bob, and it was, like, it was like fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. She looked great. And it was also, like, hey, Charlie, please look to your left, look to your right. See these 45-year-olds? This is what if, and to find out that he's 38, it's more shocking that he's styled his 45-year-old to be, like, 78. Yeah. Like, my mom is not 45, and if she had that hairstyle, I would be like, why are you trying to look old? Yeah. It was, it, it was a hair, it was an updo, it's just an updo. Like, that does not, it's not a hair, I guess, style, but it's not a style. It that's was just, David's bridal. Yeah, it literally, but, like, 2000, actually, like, 1987. Yeah, David's bridal, 1974. Yeah. So then, Nicole, 60-year-old, had the shoulder-length blonde hair with, like, fun layers, and, like, she evened out the gray so that it was, like, all brown, mm-hmm. but it wasn't dry. And that sucks. It looked, it didn't. I thought it. Lo- I thought it would look good when it was dry. Yes, I. I she cut the layers because it was very curly, and it could have. But like, I just, I, I felt so bad because she even knew. She's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Here it is. And everyone was stressing. Like the time constraint was just. It was too. It was too short. It was for too tight. Four people in color and cut is just too much. And for them to plan it, it kind of would have been cool if they were like, here are your clients. You're meeting them the night before. So you know their textures, you know where their roots are, you can plan for it. At least then we would have been able to see them execute yeah. a little better. Yeah, here's a shirt. 
Uh, you're going to find someone that's going to match his shirt and has red hair. Cool. Uh, give them back the time they used to pick the nothing clothes. God. <sighs> Honestly, I'll go to my grave being like, it was just a dress. Uh, <laughs> so then the judges want to hear the stories and like to their judges immense credit they were like great stories all of them I'm like none of these judges have ever appreciated narrative no. art Mm-mm. apparently um, Dee's six year old is so fucking happy and they ask Dee the main question they ask Dee is like some of like your, your 30 year old and your six year old have curly and then the other two have straight why didn't you go from straightest to curliest and Dee was like Women, we're always changing our hair. And mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, Dee's right. Yep. Dee's right. Everyone knew she was right. They were like, yeah, you're right. Like, these judges were also like, we're just going to ask you a question. If you say any answer, we'll be like, we'll be yeah, like, you're right. You're right, yeah. Um, Charlie's clients are all, like, kind of medium happy. Uh, Kim Vo, oh, Kim Vo really made a meal out of this. <laughs> Kim Vo was like, Charlie's 18-year-old hair looks like she needs beans and rice in her roll because yep. it's a burrito. It looked like a burrito. I mean, there was a flat fucking circle. Kara, it was an how oval. many times did Kimbo say burrito? Seven. Yeah, he really was, he was like going for it. Like after they went back in the green room, he was like, "I mean, did anyone else need a side of fucking guac?" Like he, <laughs> he I'll pay extra for it. <laughs> and people were like, "Oh, Chipotle! I heard it's new. It's a new place. Yeah. <laughs> this is 2008. Chipotle's innovative, and nobody's gotten D from their lettuce yet." Yep. Uh, <laughs> so then, um, Charlie gets compliments across the board, and I was so mad. They all did, though. They all got confident across the board. But Nicole had to be like, yeah, the six-year-old's hair doesn't work. Charlie didn't have to be like, yeah, I aged up my 45-year-old by, like, a but it, thousand but years. But he said that's what I was going for, like, uh, a certain part. So he's like, the Gwesson Pony one. He's like, I, this is what I was going for, the, the flat burrito. But the flat burrito, if you would, shoot, he paired it with, like, a spaghetti-strapped sequin dress. It didn't go. Dress. It didn't and go. And it's like, if she had been wearing jeans and, like, a cool shirt... But what I didn't like with the the um get the judges were like, oh oh now that you're saying it's like what's her name the actress like I get it I'm like you do do you really get it like do you stop being sad these judges have never gotten to read a book or see a television show <laughs> these were the first stories these judges have ever heard <laughs> and it's sad it's sad honestly <laughs> that's like really tragic um that's the saddest part of this whole process <laughs> oh my God. so then Sally hates that Nicole's story is just about starting a family. Yeah. The look on Sally's face is like, fuck this. Yeah. Also, why did none of them do a story about a woman who is a hairstylist? You would think. I would think. I would. I did think. I do think. So then Nicole is like, mm, my story's on my mom. And then she cries. And then Jacqueline's like, I'm a crier. And Sally says that the six-year-old's hair uh, doesn't look finished, but that Nicole is does a great job, especially considering how young Nicole is, yeah. which is a fair point. Because Nicole admits what she's, and she goes, at least Nicole can admit that she's wrong. And like, she isn't finished. And, and she, like, where she was yeah. wrong. Yeah. I was, so, you know, Sally, would have loved to see her on the season. Um, so then they each get a little compliment bundle from Jacqueline, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, Kara, you're an incredible mom. You're balancing it all. This season, we've seen you grow from somebody who had a baby who was brand new to somebody who's kind of casually pumping while she's watching Sheer Genius, doing a podcast, doing massages. She's drinking wine. She's doing everything. I'm proud of you. That's what she did with each of them. That's what she did with them, and it made me feel good. Yeah, I felt good. I loved it. I was like, I wish Jacqueline was here with me, but, like, I would be too shy to see Jacqueline in person. She's so beautiful. Mm. Um, So then... 
do, do, do. Then the stylists go sit in the green room while the judges discuss. We don't see anything that happens in the green room. No, so that's a bit time. boring. Uh-uh. And, like, that's when I was like, hmm, who would you want to see win at this point? I liked I liked D. Mm-hmm. I thought D was the best. I wrote down D as well. I thought she did the best job. Um, Sally says that all of Char- Charlie's clients look old, and Kim does like another forty five minutes on the burrito. Like this episode was three hours long because Kim was like, no, 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 no. But what if you had shrimp in it? You know, like Kim couldn't. He, he he had so much fun with that. He went home that night and told his party. He was like, babe, guess what we're having for dinner? Burritos. Guess why? Like. Just because. Just because. Um, I'm craving a burrito. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, let me put this on my head. Guess what I saw today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sally likes that Nicole knows her mistakes. Linda looked so stunning. I would I would get married yeah. in what Linda was wearing. She was so great. She had this, like, satin, black satin, like, knee-length dress with, like, sleeves that weren't poofy but had a little volume. Yeah. And then this, like, gold neck piece it was like a gold collar but it was lightweight it was so beautiful it was like stunning in 2008 stunning in 2021 um there's a reason linda wells is at the top of the fashion Mm -hmm. game thing she knows the fuck she's doing she knows what she's doing um so then all three stylists come out and they step forward and jacqueline says it's been an incredible journey but only one of you can be sheer genius and kara has pulled up the picture of, of our gorgeous queen, Jacqueline Smith. Um, so I'm looking at her while I'm doing her voice pretty much flawlessly. Uh-huh. Uh, I so good. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> scared to sleep with my talent, which happens a lot. You can be performing, people are sleeping, and it's like, that's just how good you were. Um, so <laughs> then they're like, Nicole, you are not sheer genius. She she said some nice stuff and then was like, but you're not sheer genius. Do you want to speak? And Nicole's like, no. <laughs> okay, of course I want to speak. So Nicole says, um, ha-ha to everyone who didn't believe in her. Which, like, mm-hmm. if you won an award, would you talk about your haters? No. Me neither. My haters will never know that I think about them. And I don't think about them. And I'm not bringing them up now. Um, and then she tells Dee and Charlie that she loves them. And then she just, like, bops out of there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, elegant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did a great job. And then it's down to Charlie and Dee after Nicole leaves, and they dance to celebrate both of them dance. And then they were like, Charlie, you've done a great job this season. Dee, you've also done a great job this season. And Dee, your work was sheer genius. <gasps> Everyone, I, I oh. was like, yay! Oh, I cheered so hard I woke my cat up. Oh, you did. He was very mad. Um, and then he found out D one, and he was very. Then he happy. was okay with it. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, thank God! Thank you for waking me up." Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have not wanted to not know that. We're on D's Instagram and look at the red. Wow, D is still doing it. But look at all her, like her her like. She's doing a lot of like chic highlights. Sheet, short, short, Karen. Oh, kind but of... then we've got this person with longer hair with just one sneaky blonde yeah, streak in like... the bottom. That's cute. I it's like, like a that. modern Karen. This is funny. Oh yeah, she did like a chic little cut for the Mona Lisa. Um, so then, like, they drop glitter and confetti on Dee, and she's so happy, and she cries, and she said her win was for her mom. She calls Charlie a badass. And then we spend so long watching Dee celebrate and watching Charlie just stand with a tight <laughs> smile. I felt bad for he, him. He, like, had his hand over his crotch, like, he's, like, holding his hands over it, and I'm, he's just, like, mm-hmm. It sucks to lose and just have to stand there and know that you lost for, like, yeah. 
easily four minutes of your yeah, time. So much. It was so long. It also something I realized is like D Charlie's the only person who didn't get to say something. Even Parker or whatever the guy's name was who left first got to be like, Thank you for this incredible opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Only Charlie had to just stand there. Because I think all the producers like he's a fucking like ham and we can't handle him. He's just so Well, but also like it would be so anticlimactic for them to be like, Do you want Charlie, do you yeah. want to talk? Yeah. So it, it's unfortunate. It would have been nice if they gave him a talking head or something. Um, but he looked he looked bummed. I I felt bad for him. Yeah. But I also did laugh. Yeah. Um, and that's how life is sometimes. You have to laugh and feel bad. And then I Googled, because Carrie, you're right. We're not getting a reunion. Mm-mm. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. And you know who I bet was pissed? Charlie. Oh, I bet. He wanted to have his, like... He was doing the season for the reunion. Yep. <sighs> so then, um, during... I, I Googled it, though. Like, what was there? Instead of a reunion... During a commercial break, they were like, Charlie, or uh, Daniel, your fan favorite. And the audience voted that Nicole would win. So it must have been like an episode of Watch What Happens Live. Oh, yeah, because I, I missed that too. I, I couldn't catch that one. I just I just Googled it. I didn't see it. I just like, that's the fact about it. And it's like, <sighs> Bravo, we we only watch the show for reunions. <laughs> that's so, oh, well, I guess they did, they did do a reunion, but on Watch What Happens. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you could find it on... Wikipedia? I don't know. There's too much. I I don't think that they keep archives of Watch What Happens Live because, like, I'm sure Bravo does, but, like, there's too much. There's too much. Kara has the hiccups, which is, like, very funny. I'm not going to edit it out. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That's for the furries. Again, uh, breastfeeding and then drinking wine and having dinner. You're doing great. Kara. You're doing great. You're being fun. She just cheers the microphone. That was a huge spike. Um, so sorry for your ears, everyone. Yeah, as I'm like, I'm like stalking all these people on Instagram. D looks great. Every she one does. of them has aged like fine wine. Yeah, and that's great to see. Like, I just want everybody to be okay. Charlie seems happy. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline, if you, oh God, if you're listening to this and you have the power. To put Jacqueline in a major movie or major TV show. Do it. Do it. Why do we have big little lies? We've never had Jacqueline as a neighbor who's concerned. <laughs> do we, couldn't you just see her being like, I could Reese see her. Witherspoon, yep. mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of yelling last night. Is everything okay? <laughs> and like, that would be incredible. Let's do it. All right, Karen and I are going to do it. Unless... We're going to write it, and we're going to pitch it, and we're going to sell it. And we're and we're selflessly doing this for you, Jack, because we this love you. This is for you, you Jacqueline. We love you. Furries, we love you. We love you. Karen, I love you. Amanda, I love you. All right. We love you. Good. We, we love, love you, you season two. We love you season two. Burn in hell. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Growing Out the Pod. If you want to tell us your hair stories, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at growingoutthepod. Have a great day. And remember, exfoliation is the enemy of ingrowns. Growing Out the Pod.